1: <laughs> Welcome to Burning Hours. It's crazy that I'm hosting an interview with one of my favorite interviewers of all time and I really mean that. I was at a Macy's event and the lady was like, "Hey, Maria wants to say something to you." Now, I never know what's going on in my life. I'm I'm living day to day. I'm living minute by minute. So I'm like, "Okay, Maria, Maria fucking Manunos <laughs> appears out of nowhere like like an angel just like Hannah and I'm like how does she know my name second of all she was like I listen to your pod so then I start blacking out because I can't handle all this I'm already have too much going on so I'm like what and she's like I listen to the pod I, I love your banter you guys I remember you say like you don't just fart into a mic I remember that I took mm-hmm. notes I said I'm gonna repeat this to myself when I'm feeling down Maria Manunos so I don't fart into a mic even though I tell a lot of fart jokes and I felt like that day, you did not have to make another woman in the arts, as I like to call it, feel so special. Oh. And you took time out of your crazy life, which we will get into, to make someone else feel good. And I just remember being like, I am a Maria Mununo's Men- stand and defender for the rest of my life. I'm uh. loyal like that. And I'm like, this woman, sh- you made someone's day when you didn't have Thank to. You. Thank you for coming on Burning in Hell Full Circle. I just did your pod yeah. that everyone should listen to. Heal Squad, hashtag. Heel
2: Squad.
1: Maria, you're in a crazy time right now.
2: Yeah. It, it's been a crazy time since I saw you, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, um, and, news and, is everywhere. And, right and right by now. the way, yes, I did give you all those compliments because when i'm gonna go do something i want to know who i'm doing it with and you were a part of the lineup and i didn't know i thought we were all talking at the same time whatever i thought we were on a panel they didn't tell me you were there by the way oh and i did my research and i was like okay and i'm like wow because my husband who's sitting over there uh kevin was like all these people they just fart into mics and so i keep the things in the back of my head i'm like kevin they don't fart into mics they're actually really smart And I really love the banter and it's fun. It's engaging. Like there were so many, I was like, wow. And so, um, I meant all of it and, um, and it was great to meet you and it's been great to have you on the show and I'm glad to be on your show. And yes, it's a crazy friggin' time because I have been secretly battling, uh, a form of pancreatic cancer called, uh, it's a neuroendocrine tumor. I, um, Found out mid January that they saw a mass on my pancreas, and um, I I usually like to go thing through things privately until I get to the other side of them. Whether it was even like the Miss Massachusetts pageant back in the day, we didn't tell anybody. I went, I happened to win, and I was like, "Hey guys, guess what? <laughs> I just did this thing." Yeah. And so um, whether it's good or bad, I usually don't talk about it till after. Throwback. Yeah. And so for this, yeah, we were privately battling this quietly. I also was quietly battling type 1 diabetes since last June. And uh, I'm sure there's a connection because it's the pancreas that is involved with both things. So time will tell. But um, I just decided maybe a week and a half ago that I was ready to talk about it. I'd probably got to a place where I was like, okay, my healing is in pretty good shape. I had gotten the all clear from doctors, um, that I'm cancer free. And I was like, okay, I'm looking at the clock and I'm like, okay, I gotta be in New York for all this work. I was hosting the new fronts yesterday. I'm hosting my podcast live from Macy's this week. And I was like, I, then I'm, you know, I'm going to be traveling and my baby's coming. I gotta get this, this out. And I'm tired of hiding, all of this friends family don't even know wow um i i'm tired of hiding my glucose monitor on my body and if i have to do an injection in public i have to be able to do it and you know whatever so yeah so it just came out yesterday and it's it's been pretty wild
1: cuz we had this pod set up for a while and then my phone is like blowing up of everyone talking about this s- very very scary health scare and it's not the first one you've had Mm, yeah and from a
2: like but it's the last we're done after this that i mean done
1: hopefully i pray to (laughs) every universe god there is coming from someone who grew up watching you and i'm not saying like i'm that much younger but like you inspired me seeing a woman in the news whether it's pop culture whether it's like wwe stuff you were a woman that was so good Thanks. that made me be like, I want to be like her. I'm going to cry. But literally, I, I'll never forget like that vision of seeing you on the screen and being like, oh, I want to be like her when I grow up. And I think you come off with so much confidence, so much poise, so much class, so much beauty inside and out. So for you to tell the world about something so scary and really break the mold of like what everyone public figures put out that like everyone's perfect and we are above all of you minions <laughs> as you know, in in entertainment while we're entertaining you. What is it like to have to tell the public about such a scary struggle in your life?
2: Well, I'm definitely not the first to, to share a scary struggle. Um, I mean, I remember vividly so many different people magazine covers, but yeah, I, I think for me, I hate keeping like secrets like this. I hate, I, I'm i a secret keeper for people, but I'm such an open book Yeah, that it's really hard for me. And I host a health show. I mean, Heal Squad, which is so funny because you guys are Giggly Squad too. Heal Squad Resistance. is, you know, a life improvement show with a real big focus on health and wellness. And to not be able to share this journey all this time is, is really challenging because- you know, when you go on the mic, you want to just talk about what just happened or oh, yeah. what's going on in your life. The secrets eat at you. Yeah, I don't think it's been helpful. So my naturopath yesterday said, I feel like you're going to have a real like next wave of recovery now that it's out because you're not holding it in. And I instantly felt my stomach like deep bloating yesterday. It was really wild. But um, I, I like to share. I like to help people. Those are like two really important things for me. And I know that now that it's out, I can, I can be free of that secret or all of these secrets and, and I can do something with it and I can help people and I can share what I've learned because I've learned so much Mm -hmm. about health and, um, and how we need to really look at it and approach it. So I'm glad. But
1: also you're phrasing it like I was keeping a secret, but I think it was also more so you were protecting the fact that you had to handle your business first yeah instead of fighting not only the press but also like your own health yeah because you it's can't it's a lot it's a lo- it well energy is a take lot on. too
2: so imagine like if you come out and you say you have something like this there's there's going to be two factions there's going to be the people who are hopeful and praying for you and then there's going to be all this energy of people like she's a goner and you can't have that. To me, I can't have that. I need to to know that everything is as protected as possible. Even my baby, like, I would love to show the picture of my dad and I holding the sonogram. But there are going to be people who are going to have bad energy. Mm-hmm. And I just want to protect as much as I can from that.
1: And you also, you've, you've been in the game for so long, pre, like... Real social media. I know you've, you had like the forums probably and stuff like that. So you've seen kind of the energy change with social media, mm-hmm. being a public facing person before and after. How has that affected you?
2: I mean, initially, I thought it was Armageddon. When social media came out, I remember being at Access Hollywood in my boss's office and Billy Bush was there and he's like, What are you getting on Twitter? And I'm like, uh, I'm so terrified of all this. I'm very intuitive. I have a very strong gut. I was like, this is Armageddon. I just, I'm, I was shuddering. I was so scared of it. And then like everybody else, I knew I had to get on board, but I was like, damn, this is really, really scary. It's a double-edged sword. And then you see the social dilemma and you're like, oh, I was right. I mean, you see what's gone on in general. Uh, There's a beauty to it, yes, because we're all connected and but it's, I wish it would just all disappear.
1: You mentioned that you have a very strong gut. Have you always been intuitive or did it take you a while to find your
2: voice? I've always had really strong intuition and kind of psychic abilities. Um, There have been moments I've embraced it and moments I've like shunned it out of fear. In terms of listening to my gut. Yeah. (laughs) It's a whole other story. Yeah. I think that's something that you fine tune and you start to trust. Like even recently, I remember telling Kevin, I just knew this is a bad move. I knew I I was like, I don't think I don't think this is a mm, no. mm." Did it anyway. And then I was right. And so. I still battle it sometimes because you want to give, let's say, people the benefit of the doubt, right? If you're, you know, in a situation with somebody, you're like, oh, I'm sure they're actually really nice. I'm sure this will work out or whatever. And then you're like, "Ah, I
1: freaking knew it. It's funny because my husband is also very intuitive and he's older than me. So he has like life experiences mm-hmm. so i'll meet someone and i'm like a labrador retriever i'm like i love them and he'll be like i don't fucking trust that motherfucker ah. i don't see it and i'll be like you're being negative and then like three months later i was like he's always right that guy's always right <laughs> but I, li- I love people like that because yeah. i can li- i lie to myself all the time but i think once you trust your gut i'm like then the universe starts conspiring in your favor yes it does i also because i'm I feel like the Greeks and Italians are kind of similar we are and I feel like generationally the concept of like a Nona or like a wise older woman like it's always been in history that Mm -hmm. like kind of psychic wise woman and I feel like it is in our genes to an extent oh yeah and my mom is like that my
2: mom was so so intuitive and psychic
1: and I used to call her for like answers to everything. And I had to like detach a little to be like, you have your own gut. You can't put everything
2: on this poor woman who's yeah. like obviously going to try to be there for you. No, but making decisions is hard. It is. It <laughs> is. I barely figure out my nail color without Kevin. No, I'm like, ma- <laughs> what do I do? Do I go pink or do I go yellow? I oh, don't know. You said Kevin's also intuitive. Yeah, he is. He's a career intuitive. Oh. So he, oh my gosh, try going to the mall with him. He'll find (laughs) someone behind the counter and he'll be like, you, you're supposed to be doing this, 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 and this, and this is how you're going to do it. He'll spend two hours and I'm pulling him with the cane. I got to go. And he, you know, yeah. That is, he's, it's funny. I feel like that
1: too, like my- And he's
2: Italian, so that's why you're connected. Oh, we're connected. Yeah.
1: Because my grandpa was a basketball coach in like Brooklyn. Wow. He used to be that guy who would like pull kids on the street and be like, get off the streets you gotta be yes you're gonna be a forward on my team and you're gonna make it and like he loved and I love doing that with people too Mm -hmm. not so much that I want to be an agent but like I'll see something in someone that they don't always see in themselves and then I always think life is too short I'm like why are you not chasing your dreams
2: Mm -hmm.
1: quit all your jobs almost bad advice I'll be like quit your job break up with that man and you need to go on Broadway
2: (laughs) yeah you need people who are propping you up and making you like Yes, I believe in you. I, I see you, and and they're proud of you, and they're excited for you. If that's not what's around you, you're not going to flourish, and you're going to drown. And then you're going to keep trying to seek their approval. So now they've got the upper hand in the situation, and then you're trying to seek their approval. Not to see you. Like oh, you
1: can try they anything. Know. They're they They're choosing. I, they might see you more than anyone, and they're f- scared of your greatness. Yeah. And they're just shoving you down. But yeah and you could probably write a whole thesis about this, connecting the emotional and the physical. Mm. How connected is that in terms of illnesses and anxieties, depression, the physical and the mental? What's going on? So
2: much. I mean, I had somebody on the show, I think his name is Dr. Scott Lyons recently, and he was talking about the process that your body goes through with stress and then Mm -hmm. the hormones that are released. And when he said it, I had such a like ding, 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 ding moment. I was like, oh my God, wait, stop. And he goes, what? I go, I just had a breakthrough. And he goes, what? I go, I keep saying I got to get to the bottom of what's happening in my body hormonally. Why are all these hormonal issues? The brain tumor was hormonal, the pancreatic tumor hormonal, the fibroid hormonal, There's and but and it's not like my hormone numbers are crazy or anything. Mm-hmm. It's your body's producing from the stress so many hormones, and has to go somewhere. That's why they say stress kills. Yes. So, yes, I, if I'm thinking about it in that way, which again, I evade trying to blame and think a lot. I might crack a joke here or there, but yeah, if I think about it, I worked in really extremely stressful situations with really toxic people, men and and women,
1: like high performing. Cannot make a mistake.
2: And and there were a lot of people who wanted to minimize me and not see me for their personal reasons. The reasons you- and intentionally, there was one person I worked with. His manager called my agent. I thought I was meeting and working with a friend. <laughs> Got slapped in the face. And he said, we are going to do everything we can to get rid of her. I had just started this job, and I was so excited to work with a friend And if you can imagine, that was their goal. So every day they tortured me, hoping I would quit because this person was insecure, thought I was going to take, you know, Mm -hmm. money out of the pocket, you know, whatever. And of course, I bring, I have a very strong history of bringing up ratings in major, major, major ways. And so the insecurities just got the better of this person and they tortured me. And I ended up with a brain tumor after.
1: And you we're not about to dim your light. I'm not light blaming them for the brain other- tumor, by the
2: way. Yeah. Because also, I will say, like, on my end of it, I was thrust into a, a world where I was working 20 hours a day, seven days a week. I didn't know how to handle my stress properly. I don't know who does at that age, to be honest. And you're eating fast food and you're not doing anything the right way you have no clue we don't know how to do these things that's why i'm so committed to my show so i can help people mm-hmm. start having healthier habits and start mm-hmm. realizing how to do this this girl that works for me she um she's in production she worked for me temporarily i said when you go back into this world of production just do one thing for me i know you're gonna work crazy hours i know it you're trying to live your dream that's great you have to do that to win but just please try to eat as healthy as you can mm and get your sleep. That's it, just do those two things and you'll be way ahead of what I was. When you say don't give away your power, can you explain that? So you give away your power when you don't own your own value, your own worth, mm. and it's only based on whether they say you're good or mm. they say you're worth it or any of that. You give away your power in, in situations when I mean, you're being gaslit and then you, you just, you allow it too, right? Like, and it's hard because it's, it's, for me, people are like, well, why didn't you leave these jobs? And I'm like, I had a family to support. I was taking care of two ill, well, one ill parent for a while and then a second ill parent, like Mm -hmm. financially responsible for everything. And there's also
1: a job that you probably dreamed of. And exactly.
2: Why should I leave my dream job? Mm -hmm. Because someone's being an insecure little child. Mm -hmm. And no one prepares you for those situations no
1: i actually i like to call it betraying yourself
2: Mm, i like that that's
1: like giving away your power i i've betrayed myself and what hannah wants and hannah needs because i'm trying to conform to something or make someone else feel okay
2: from high school i remember having to dim not shower where Horrible clothes because I like started uh, high school wearing like my cute clothes or whatever and it was just like not not a good situation, Mm -hmm. and then in the different jobs I would always have to keep. I remember going to one job and be like, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk at this job. At this job, I'm just gonna go in, do my job, and really
1: toxic relationship. It was so unbelievable. My favorite thing because I'm Sicilian, so I love revenge and I love I love (laughs) I love long slow revenge. (laughs) I, I want long He's Sicilian too. I want it to come when they least expect it. But the I'm thing with dead. this, I use
2: it as motivation. I freaking love Sicilian you. Recovery, but- <laughs> no, do when he reco- met me. I don't want to get you pumped up right now. Yeah, I put him in Sicilian recovery. I'm like, we do not retaliate. Look,
1: don't cross my family is what I'm going to say. But this is the thing. When, <laughs> when I've gotten in these, like, I use it as motivation because I never want to hurt people. The only way I know as revenge is to, like, to, to win or to just be what they don't want me to be, which is myself. And then when you're so deep in that revenge, you literally forget what it was about. I and I that. don't wish harm on them anymore. And the next thing you know, you're asking, you're getting revenge on someone else. Like, you're on to the next revenge. So I don't care where people get their, like, confidence to want to wake up in the morning. But, like, my thing is use that to get you to wake up next morning and not betray yourself
2: but this is why i said i love her after the interview we did too i go kevin for her age she's so smart and so aware and you've you're already on the path and i'm so impressed and so i kept saying i'm like i really really um i really love you for that i was like oh this is this is so cool to watch you know, betray that means don't the betray world yourself. To me. Like I was taking tips and learning things. I was like, oh, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna <laughs> use that.
1: Well, I think cause I was a tennis player, it was a lot of critique and self analyzing, and I've I've had like I just have failed a lot for my age, like and been in really dark places that and refused to like be stuck there. Mm-hmm. And also I it's so funny, Kevin reminds me of my husband so much in that like he's so tough and so like he's experienced so many things and his advice to me was when bad things would happen to me, he was like, stop like being mad at them. And I'm like, but they did this to me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, every second you waste being mad at them is just hurting you. Cause they don't give a fuck. Yeah, They're out here doing it to man. the next person. They don't give a fuck about you. And he goes, you know what you should do? You should forgive everyone. And I'm like, this is something to me. was like, don't fucking listen to this guy. But he was like, you release it yeah. and watch you get your power, and I was like, that is a way too mature for me, Dead. and I'll get there Dead. but I'm with this older man who's and he's i mean he he's made those mistakes, mm-hmm. which is why he'll tell me this, and I'm like, it's easier said than done, honey, yeah, but you now are very entrepreneurial, and you came from like corporate corporate stuff, mm-hmm. like a face of like cable
2: networks corporate
1: how has your life changed now that you're kind of your own boss
2: oh it's amazing i laugh because when i was at e i came home one day and this friggin maniac i I go what happened to the garage he goes this is your future i go honey what happened to the fucking garage and he's like this is your future i'm building you a podcast studio and i was like What is he talking about? What a weirdo. So he builds a studio. (laughs) Now, by the way, he had me podcasting when it was just Adam Carolla. I was literally one of maybe five podcasts. I started one and then they didn't let me finish it at extra. So I, he knew where this was all going and he's a visionary ahead of his time. Always. But so he built this studio and then of course I ended up with a brain tumor. And then the only thing I could do was crawl into my studio with my Walker and do my show What's been beautiful about the transition is I always say God just threw a couple of bricks at my head and was like, you don't belong in these places. Yes. And I was too scared to do it for myself for sure. And also I was succeeding so wildly. I, it just didn't really make sense. Right. hmm. So but I always say just because you're good at something doesn't mean. Yeah. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yes. Yeah. So I, and I was literally draining and dying, like draining and dying. And also, so if you're a people pleaser
1: like me, unless the universe punches you in the face, mm-hmm. you won't go anywhere. So yeah, but the good. universe knows how to break me, and that's why, like, I like I've been fired. It has to be like I have to get fired. I have to be like, have horrible like betrayals happen to me yeah. for me to be like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. But just like a little uncomfortableness, I'm like, I'm used to this. I can yeah. handle it. But it's hard to know from the universe, do I need to work harder or do I need to quit? And that's what we talked about in your mm-hmm. pod where I was like, sometimes quitting is, I say your first dream, like my first dream was to be a tennis player and I failed. But you shouldn't succeed at your first dream. How do you know what, what you really want to do? Mm-hmm. I feel like your first, my f- real dream, if I think when I was a kid, was entertaining. Yeah. But I happened to be a- athletic and kind of went that direction. Yeah. But enough about me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that I'm just traumatized about <laughs> my tennis career. <laughs> it. Drugs, rock and roll, aliens And all that kinds of shit Come and join Ozzy and myself Visit OsborneMediaHouse.com To get special access to Come to, on! What do you say? Do you think it's the wildest show on the internet? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Before we play a final game mm-hmm. You've been through some life-threatening shit mm-hmm. Let's not like just go over it easy How is Maria a different person now? versus a year ago before the diagnosis?
2: Well, in this last year, I've really embraced uh, meditation, Dr. Joe Dispenza in specifics. Mm, and amazing. that's really changed my life. So I'm a much calmer person. And I'm more kind of, I'm more aware of what works for me and what doesn't work for me, right? Like if I do too much in a day, I just, I start fritzing. I can't do it. Like So I'm more I'm paying more attention to that stuff. Um, I I really, 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 really know what it's like to be like, Oh, I might die. Like this I might not be able to meet my kid that's coming this summer. Like I I really know and Kevin really knows now what it's like to be like, Oh
1: life is this fleeting.
2: might be real. I might not make it. And so it's a it's a crazy thing because then you know we go into the steps of like what you have to do when you have your surgeries and you get past it and then life starts happening again. And so I'm currently in the moment of I really need to process this yeah. in a deeper way because it's been such a secret that it's only becoming real to me now that I'm talking about it. Yeah. And so I still have a lot of processing to do so that I can see how I really want to live this next chapter which I already know some of it obviously I know that I really want to live I really want to not hold back I want to have fun um and and you're about to be a mom yeah and I really want to give this baby everything I got and really enjoy her and and Mm -hmm. I want to be healthy for her I want to be there to go the distance with her And so I have to change things, I still have to change things about myself so that I can live that healthy life because I still can let stress get the better of me, even knowing now what I know. And so I still have to make some adjustments.
1: Selfishly, I always felt like the more success I had, the more lovable I was. So you're a high performing, very successful person on paper who then starts struggling physically. And then you have your partner who's standing by you. How do you – did you feel that you weren't like a burden or like that why would this person still love me when I'm now, you know?
2: Needing so much? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's happened since way back, since the brain tumor. I felt so bad. I was like, you should just leave. Like, this is crazy. My mom, me – Like, you're having to carry so much. Yeah. And then this, and then, I mean, then they both got COVID, my parents, and both of them were in hospitals with, you know, one with brain cancer, the other one with type 1 diabetes Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. Like, we've gone through it. But I will say we're really good at crisis, so we know how to do it. We know how to do it really well, I think, at this point. (laughs) And I'm just grateful to have him by my side, and I'm grateful for his strength and his Sicilianness, although sometimes it's too intense <laughs> we are um, yes. and I'm grateful I was joking
1: because my mom's Sicilian so she's anxious about everything but then when a crisis happens she's like I've been preparing for this every second of the day <laughs> I'm ready to take this on I know exactly what to do yeah. I'm Like, oh yeah so we don't have to stress about traffic because someone has a brain tumor now and she's like I got you like the calmest person I'm in the room dead. I love it oh my god well it's It's great to kind of see you two also together. I wasn't even expecting this, but you understand someone more when you see, like, their support system. Like, you can tell that he is such an important part of everything you do Mm -hmm. and is such, like, a life partner. Like, a real team you guys have created, which is really fucking awesome considering famous people have some shitty relationships
2: yeah well it sounds like you have a really good one too like you have your teammate who's like behind you and your rock and setting you straight i mean you think in life that your mom and dad are only going to be the ones that like love you like that and that like believe in you like that my mom believed in me so intensely yeah and then i was so lucky that i got dealt somebody else who really really sees me but also knows how to help execute it too
1: and also it shows you can find someone who is so great for you and perfect for you but life isn't perfect Mm -hmm. so you're based you're not choosing someone based on we're gonna have a perfect life together it's who's gonna be the best to battle the crazy shit that comes at you in life Mm -hmm. like we got engaged when I started to have some like crazy tough career stuff happened so I felt not it's obviously very different but like you have a baby coming which is so beautiful and incredible i'm so excited for you guys Mm -hmm. then you're also battling for your life Mm -hmm. so it's this dichotomy of like to process that is so complicated yeah but (laughs) it's like life throws you stuff and you just need to know that you'll handle it
2: yeah and you can and like so it was funny kim kardashian and i were just messaging she was like you're so strong and i was like i now have been praying and thanking god every night for the strength that he's given me because yeah. I really see kind of that crazy strength that I have now more than ever. He used to tell me, he's like, you're so strong. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm so weak. And now I'm like, oh no. It's funny. Cause you just know
1: yourself. Cause the first time I met you, that was the word that came to my mind. I was like, oh, she's strong. Really? Yeah. You just have a, an aura about you where it's like she can do anything, you know? Look, I was look. I can't handle you two. (laughs) Oh my god! Can you guys? We have to do a double date once. Yes, because my husband is Irish from Queens. Let's just say the two of you are you. You're Boston.
2: Yeah,
1: same thing. So an Irish Boston is a New York. Sorry, (laughs) Italian Boston is an Irish person from New York.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So
1: may I ask how old you are?
2: Eighty (laughs) four. What is your skincare routine? <laughs> Italian. No, Olive he uses oil vitamin E cream every day. Him and my mom and they never had any like aging stuff. I was like, "Damn.
1: Can I get some quick before we start our game, which I will do? Just some quick tips cuz you in terms of you said you had to change your lifestyle, your eating habits, is there any off the cuff things? I know it's different for everyone, but in terms of like fitness working out skincare that you're obsessed with right now
2: health stuff I do every single day on my show um one of the things that I love was uh Elisa Viti. she's a, like a hormone expert endocrine system expert she taught us to eat our veggies first mm-hmm. so your endocrine system has to be happy I'll tell you why. So in the morning when you drink coffee first and then you have your bagel or your muffin, your endocrine system is like, what the fuck are you doing in <laughs> here? Holy shit, we got to produce all this insulin to take down all that sugar. <sighs> and that's how you're starting your morning inside your body. Right? Chaotic. You don't know that, but that's what's going on inside. And then what happens is your, your blood sugar spikes so high. And then it crashes down and then you need more coffee, <laughs> so you need more coffee, and then you get your candy and then you have your cheeseburger and your fries and whatever. Okay. And body. then you're like, why
1: am I having a full panic attack over an email right now?
2: Yeah. And your body's just going crazy. So she talks about like to make your endocrine system happy, eat your veggies first. It creates almost like this fiber basket in your body. Eat your veggies first. Then layer your protein and your fats. So like your chicken, your tuna, your feta cheese, whatever. Mm -hmm. Avocado. Then if you're going to have carbs, eat the carbs. Mm -hmm. Then after that, you can have your tea or your coffee. Caffeine Mm -hmm. after. That will tell your endocrine system. Your body's like, oh, I see what's happening. I got the veggies in here right now, but I see all this other stuff coming. I got time. I can just gently release the insulin that I need for this and and the fiber and the protein and the fats is all going to help balance everything so it's not going to spike up like crazy
1: I wish we learned this in school I wish we <laughs> learned this in school <laughs> like, too like, this
2: is so much more helpful I had to go than through the Pythagorean so theorem yes I had to go through so many fucking health battles to get to a place where I, I start a show every day where this is what I learned mm-hmm. that I should have learned when I was younger
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm I'm a stomach girly <laughs> I always thought that I had like allergies or something I'm like Celiac, no. I have no allergies. I just always have stomach aches and it's anxiety. And I've like recently realized that. like Before every tennis match, she's in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. It's ugly. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't because I try to eat different things before the match. Your body is telling you something. And I recently got off birth control.
2: Oh, well, wait till you see Ricky Lake's documentary about birth control. I've never. Have you had her on your show? No. Have you seen the documentary? No. Both musts.
1: I'm obsessed with documentaries and I love Ricky Lake, so it's on my to-do list. Yep, I'll connect you. I feel like the most energy I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And this has been two months off it. I've been on for 10 years. For
2: you. And I was on low, low
1: testosterone. Low- um,
2: I was on it for years, and when I went to conceive and they checked my follicles, they're like, oh, you can never have babies. You have no follicles, you have nothing. And I'm like, wait, there's no way. I'm like, I know my body, I'm yeah. fine. Got off the birth control. Did some acupuncture and then soon after everything flourished and came back. And I go, Oh, so I didn't have anything? It was the birth control. Now I still didn't get pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that's a whole other story. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have time. <laughs> yeah. We don't. But yeah. So, so on the health front, there's that. And I, have a zillion other of these things on my show. So if you guys ever want to stuff, this to is VL your squad, definitely go on the fitness side. I've just recently in the last, let's say six months, been working out with my trainer from years ago. Again, I was like, you know what? I've been so cheap with myself. I really need to invest in myself and I really love working with her. It's she's really smart. And so we do a lot of like Pilates ish kind of movements, kind of very old fashioned stuff. And I love that because I feel strong. And then on the beauty front, I... Your skin's amazing. Thank you. I've always loved Dermalogica. Um, I really love True Botanicals as well. Mm -hmm. Um, There's this little laser wand that I actually saw a difference with. Yeah. Oh, hold on. I have the thing of all things, but I'm afraid to use it. I've only used it once. (laughs) It's called Snatched. Everyone in Hollywood is using it. It Ozempic. (laughs) well that too so it's this it's this device and I'm scared to even promote it but it's this device that literally snatches your face before your eyes and so I'm scared of what that does um the girls on my team were like freaking out so I got it for them for Christmas like but with a real heavy heart and I said please you guys just only use it like once if it's like a big event or something it's like face gym but but, it'll do it for you they were desperate for it I'm like please can I get you like a nice bag instead
1: it's but it's also a thin line like at what point does your face have to look as like thin as possible like whatever happened to a cute little plump face I
2: love plump face I
1: love a plump face yeah
2: by the way people spend a lot of money to have plump I face I know
1: also you're naturally very very beautiful how, how, how have you not turned to um just doing plastic surgery all over your face
2: well, I'm grateful for jeans, <laughs> and I don't want to poo-poo on anybody that has like, done it. But there's people who are
1: equally beautiful and decide to fuck with their face. They they do.
2: They do make that choice. Um, Which is... I will say that it's really hard to for me to judge anybody with that stuff, because you don't know how someone feels inside when sure. they see themselves in the mirror, and it's really hard. So... Yes, I've seen people who are really beautiful and I'm like, oh my God, I wish, I wish. But um, I am really lucky that I do have good genes. Of course, I use Botox. Mm -hmm. Everybody does, whether I like using something that's toxic or not. So I know that's also helped. But this psycho also didn't let me be in the sun for since I was 22. (laughs) I hadn't been in the sun.
1: My husband wears a shirt everywhere will not take his shirt oh, off really of oh he's sun. irish but here's the
2: thing <laughs> when you listen to my show and you listen to dr allison monette's episode we talk about the importance of light and how light is literally medicine and if you think about the one common denominator with cancer is a low vitamin D count. So, so we need we sun. We so, need sun. So, so what I, do we do? I, I'm out in the sun constantly now. It's so we'll see. I might get really old fast guys. <laughs> it's like, it's like I, I was able to preserve all these years by being out of it, but my health has taken a toll. But so you, now I'm like, I'm outside naked sunbathing skin. all the time. Well, we
1: have to sun our perennium. Yeah. Um, really quick. Cause you have to leave in the next five minutes. We're going to play a speed round of the seven deadly sins. Okay. Seven deadly sins.
2: What are you greedy about? Food? What kind of food? I, I don't like to share my food. <laughs> I'm, so, a, I'm a pig. So, if he I wants a french eating. fry, does he get one? Yeah, but kind of begrudgingly a little. <laughs> He's very giving with food. I'm a bit of a Grinch with food. Am I right? A little bit, right? <laughs> not bad, not evil. Who are you envious of? And it could be a kind
1: of person too.
2: Oh my gosh, I am envious in the best way of people who give zero fucks. Mm, that's a good answer. Like, like people who just don't. And then I'm, I'm, I'm envious of people who can really just focus on what they want to do and don't get distracted.
1: And I think giving zero fucks is like
2: very healthy for your body. Listen, I think there are people who take it to extreme. True. I think I need more of that. I'm an imbalance. Mm-hmm. So I need that. But then like there are the people who give zero, zero fucks who need a little bit of fucks in their life.
1: It's okay to have a little fucks they, to give. They got
2: to give. They got to have a few fucks to give. There's so we need of... more balance. Yeah, there's yeah. a balance of fucks.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> when was the last time you experienced extreme wrath or anger?
2: Do you have a fiery side? Uh, This morning when I'm texting people clear directions on things and they don't listen. (laughs) I'm like, it's in black and white. Just reread it. I just wrote it down very clearly. I'm actually like that
1: because what especially if people are doing something for you and you're the face of it and if they mess up, you look bad. And I'm like, this is really important to me. And like, I just do it myself at this point. When was the last time you were a sloth or like lazy?
2: Oh, Uh, excuse me. (laughs) What was that? Uh, I'm slothy and lazy. You call it being greasy with my pajamas in the morning. So on a weekend, I really love to be slothy. I love to wake up slow. I go out and get my sunrise. I get my sun. I'll make my
1: breakfast. And And you have a kid that you're about to throw in the mix, but you're ready. You're like, let's go. Let's wake up. Middle of the night. Let's go. Final question Mm -hmm. for the little devils listening. What advice would you give to the listeners on how to cope with your hell when you're going through it, when Mm. it's dark and if anyone's gone through hell recently, it's you.
2: Okay. I have a bunch of coping mechanisms I've learned on the show that have been helpful. So first of all, empathy. We're in hell for a reason. Something Mm. horrible fucking happened, Mm. right? Whether it's a diagnosis, whether you're, Your boss fired you. You were just broken up with. Your best friend broke your heart. I don't know what that's like. Um, So empathy. And then some of the tools I use is life is happening for me, not to me. So it's a tool. Hard to apply sometimes. But sometimes I'll say, well, how could this be working for me? How could this be something that's good? Sometimes I get no answer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then I move on to the next thing. The next thing is let's choose wonder over worry. Oh, I love that. Huh? That was Ida, right? That taught us that. Wonder, She's over, wonder worry. over worry. So I wonder That's what powerful. it's going to be like when the doctor actually comes in and gives me good news this time. I wonder what it's going to be like when I get through the surgery and I'm actually fine. I wonder what it's going to be like when I meet a better guy and he loves me for me and he actually encourages me rather than you know and you're being kind toxic. of manifesting
1: a little too like you're just putting positive energy. you are energy it's out worked
2: there. every freaking time for me oh i love that and so and then i i can't say enough about having a good meditation practice like dr joe's where he's changing the way you think and believe
1: how much time in the mornings
2: you can do he has even 15 minute ones but it really isn't about the time it's about changing who you are it's changing your personality to change your reality I have to do it it's major guys. It's literally changed my life. This man was like, who is this? And where did my wife go? What aliens took her? Because I've changed so much since I started it. So you need tools. And then you need to surround yourself with people you are who you are who the company you keep. Yeah. You need to surround yourself with positive people who are going to lift you in those moments and help you. Because I'm gonna come kicking and screaming, right? Mm -hmm. Kevin's gonna keep trying to lift me up. I'm like, no. (laughs) But eventually I'm gonna get out of my little dark hole and I'm gonna lift myself up with these tools and with encouraging words from people that love me.
1: Maria, you are so incredible. Thank you for coming on and being so vulnerable about your private life. And, you know, you're on this crazy press tour talking about this incredible thing that you overcome. And I'm just so thankful that you left space for us to come in and hear all your wise words. Where can people listen to you, follow you? Give me kind of the tea. Okay.
2: Um, you can listen to the Heal Squad podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. It's called Heal Squad by Maria Menunos. And then I'm on Instagram at Maria Menunos and the same thing for all the other platforms. And thank you for having me. And when I commit, it's really hard for me to uncommit. So I was not going to not be here.
1: You're the best. I appreciate it. Thank you. Talk to you later, guys. Bye.